0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it is not always what you say, but how you say it, that matters. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, President and CEO of Tim McMurtry International, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us today, and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. Our aim, as you know, on this platform is to discuss the nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication in your various spheres of influence, be it your family, friends, workplace, business, etc. We're here to help you to become a top-notch communicator. So be sure to like, share and subscribe to this podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, so that you can be notified when new episodes are available and ready for public consumption. So that being said, I wanted to just discuss a topic that I've been hearing a lot about uh, over the past several years. Months, maybe about the year or so And it has to do with uh, toxicity In particular, masculine toxicity Or toxic masculinity Or however you want to describe it And it seems as if there has been an attempt in some circles To make toxicity synonymous with masculinity And I just wanted to just explore a couple of quick points today I won't be before you that long at all Just really wanted to, you know, give a shout out to men as a man, father still alive. I have a son who just turned 22 uh, recently. So a couple of men that are close to me, I just wanted to speak into, you know, the hearts and minds of men out there and others who are concerned about men to make sure that as different things are bantered about, we don't paint the entire male species with one broad brush. Now, you do have some, you know, toxicity that is in some masculinity, but that doesn't necessarily have to do with the masculinity part. That has to do with an individual whose character is such that it's sucky and he is toxic. Now, that's that dude right there. That ain't everybody else. So don't paint everybody that's a dude or a male or a masculine person with that toxic label. As a matter of fact, there are a number of things that men bring to the table that is part and parcel to their masculinity. And it kind of comes with the package. Similarly, you cannot get water without the wet wet is part of water that's part of what it is and so with men masculinity is part of who we are our makeup and we're going to talk about that in a bit more detail we won't do an exhaustive study i won't have all these you know different stats and charts and all of that we're just having a regular conversation a kitchen table conversation we're just rapping and talking And if there is some feedback, I welcome that as well. So the three things I want to cover really, really quickly. And if we need to do a part two to this, I can, and we can explore it and extrapolate additional details, but I just wanted to get this kind of off top, just as a general skeletal overview of what masculinity is about. So I'm going to mix some scripture in there and just some, you know, real life observation and lived experience as a masculine man. That lives in life that does not consider himself, myself, to be toxic in any sort of way, merely by the fact that I am a masculine male. So, foundationally, well, th- three things we're talking about. One, masculinity, male, want the foundation of male, the man. And what manhood is you know about Just foundationally Like again not getting into an exhaustive uh, Deep dive rabbit hole Just on the surface things that I think That can be easily entreated And that it's not unreasonable For folks to be able to peep And to identify as you know what that 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 does make sense Number two we're going to talk about The importance that males Bring to identity So we got foundation We have identity And then finally we're going to talk about Unique male energy There's a different energy that males bring than females bring and, that, that, and, that, and that's that's okay You're not talking about right or wrong here We're just talking about there is a distinct difference typically Now you got exceptions to the rule well, What about so and so and so and so? Okay that's an exception We're not talking about exceptions We're talking about the rule The rule is the law of gravity exists What goes up must come down What about Airplanes Right. They have the law of thrust, law of lift. There are other things, but they are the exception, again, and not the rule. And there were some other laws that have to be in place and, quote unquote, manipulated for them, them being airplanes, not to succumb to the universal law of gravity. In a similar fashion, there may need to be some additional changes that a person would have to deliberately make to go against the grain of what that male and masculinity piece is all about because generally speaking it brings a certain kind of characteristic to the table and that is not necessarily synonymous with toxicity that being said let's get to the foundation so in genesis which is the law first mentioned, the first book of the bible It. I'm a creationist. I believe in the creation. I believe, you know, in science as well. But I think that science is uh, an attempt to explain or show and confirm the moves of God. They didn't. Science doesn't create God. God is everlasting. But again, that's. I won't even get into all of that. I'm just gonna go to scripture here. Just listen with me, please. We're just conversation. We're just conversating. Don't trip. Just hush and listen. So, Genesis chapter number one, talking about foundation, males, where they come from, foundation. Genesis chapter one, verse one, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. That's Genesis one and one. Verse two says, and the earth was, was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So we here have a situation where, you know, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. But at the outset of all of this, we got God. Notice that it says here that then the spirit and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So something was beginning to happen. The spirit moved, okay? That was a precursor to verse 3, which says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So we start to see some creation and stuff going on. But prior to the creation, there was some spirit movement first. There was a sequential, chronological order to some things. Keep going. We're talking about man, the foundation, man, male, masculinity. Verse 26 Jumping down, some same in the f- same chapter, chapter one, Genesis, verse twenty-six. And God said, "Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them them okay them. That sounds like more than one. Yep. Let's keep reading. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth." So, God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Okay? In his image and his likeness, he made him, and he created man. Let me go ahead and read it again. So, God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So, it's a male, it's a female. Meaning, you got two distinct genders of man now we're just talking about the dude part the 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 man part okay so uh what else does it say verses 20 verse 27 says so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them and god blessed them and god said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So God has given folks charge. The them, male and female created he them. The them was given charge to have dominion. Okay. Now that means that both the male and the female have, have, have dominion. As you walk out your life, whether you're a male or female, you have dominion in the earth. That's God given how you go about doing it is what we're getting to the meat of you know today so going over to let's say uh going down to verse number 31 same chapter first chapter of genesis verse 31 listen carefully it said and god saw everything that he had made you know he made light he made you know the animals he made all the creation he made all that stuff so god saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good so by nature, stuff is supposed to be good because it's created by God. And when he created it, he created it as good, not bad. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Chapter 2, verse 1, Genesis. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Say finished. Uh huh. Finished means complete, done, no more work to be done there. That means it's, it's already done. Finished and all the host of them. And on this verse 2, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had made. So it was finished. He made males. He made them, and it was finished. So all of creation is already finished. Stuff that you want in your own personal life, guess what? It's already finished. It's already here. Your job is to pull it from the fourth dimension into the three-dimensional world that you can touch, taste, feel, smell, and see. Because it's finished. It's been finished since the second chapter of Genesis, verse number two, verse number one. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get into this a little bit deeper. Chapter two, verse number seven. And the Lord God formed man. Say man. Uh Uh-huh. Man. Now he said, created he them, male and female created he them. We ain't got to her yet. We're talking about the dude first, man. It didn't say, and then he created, this is what he did. Now it's giving you the chronological order of the creation. First, it gave you the, hey, this is what he did. Now it's saying, this is the order in which he did that. Verse 7 And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life And man became a living soul You ever wonder why when people when they die Their bodies disintegrate and go back into the earth Because it just shows you right here We were created from the dust of the ground From dust you were And from dust you shall return Whew Anyway, that's a whole nother teaching, so I'm going to keep going. How about that? Thank you. Verse number 15, and the Lord God took the man. Notice the chick ain't around yet in this whole scene. He made the man, created him out of the ground, breathed into his nostrils. That thing said nothing about the lady. The female, male and female created We ain't talking about her right now. We're talking about dude. Yep. Verse 15, and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So before the woman came on the scene, the man had a responsibility, had accountability, and he had a job. How about that? Mm-hmm. What does that speak to? That speaks to purpose. So every man, every man, uh huh, you got a purpose. When you came into the earth, when you were created, man, before he brought you a woman, he brought you, put you in a garden to dress it and to keep it. You got put to work immediately. Why? Because you need to be productive. He said, let them have dominion, be fruitful and multiply. That's not just having babies. That's about you taking what is put into your hand and you improving it to make more. Man. Now, you aren't the only one that can do that, but we're talking about the chronological order. So what I'm establishing here is the foundation. So man, masculinity, outside working and in the vineyards. He wasn't inside eating bonbons. No offense against bonbons, but he was out working. Had a job to do. Get to work, player. Mm-hmm. It's in you to be doing that. When you were made informed, the first thing you were doing was dressing and keeping the garden, uh-huh, dressing it, making it better, uh cultivating it, uh, uh making it a more you know habitable and all of this kind of stuff, keeping it meaning you know protecting it. That's part of who we are. God made us like that. We're wired like that. Now, I would go into the whole part about how he took the woman from his, put the man to sleep, took him from the rib, but we ain't talking about that today. We're talking about masculinity without toxicity is our topic today. Masculinity without toxicity. We're talking about dudes today. We ain't talking about the ladies. So we'll get to them when we're talking about them. We ain't talking about them today, though. We're talking about the guys. So you have the foundation here of how we were created and what we were first doing after said creation. So men that have that masculinity with them, It's part of the package deal, and it's part of the foundation of humanity itself, according to Scripture. Just two more points, and I'm almost done. Next, we have identity, okay? So after the man is here, as we look at society, we ain't trying to be all deep. We're just taking observations and going through what seems to be the natural order of things, and many of the things that we have in our society, at least here in America, or come from from script. they have a foundation to them now, i don't have time to go through an exhaustive deep dive into all, all what it is but different things such as marriage itself the marriage union is recognized as that that is in the bible mm-hmm. some of the laws that we have you know uh some credit falling off of your uh credit reports and things like that after seven years that come from the Bible. A lot of things come from from Scripture. We base it. Even when we have different things like, you know, government and all that kind of stuff, going back to Moses and his father and all, telling him, hey, man, you can't handle all the responsibilities of the children of Israel. You need to get you different bands of men to help you with governing the people. That's the basis of government. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Identity. You ever notice that when a woman gets married to a man, Typically, you know, there are some exceptions, substance to every rule. Whose name does she take on? She takes on the man's name. If her last name was Jones, her maiden her, her mate name, when she marries a Smith, guess what? Now she is Mrs. Smith, the man. So he helps to bring identity. If they have kids, whose last name do the kids typically have? The man's. Why? He helps to bring identity. Matter of fact, in the Bible, and I want to go back to it, but before God put man to sleep— and made Eve out of him The female God brought animals to Adam And said name them And whatever the name of these jokers Is going to be that's what, the, that's, that's what their name is going to be So that's authority to help shape And bring identity That's man Dudes, guys, that masculine fellow That's not synonymous with toxicity So you can be masculine and a male And not have toxicity Foundationally Okay Matter of fact, but it's not like we can just do stuff willy-nilly. We have rules and regulations and guidelines we have to abide by as well. Let me give you a perspective biblically from what the husband is supposed to do. Again, we ain't talking about the ladies. We're talking about the dudes here. This is a dude show, the man show even. (laughs) How you like them apples? Check this out. Chapter 5, Ephesians, starting at verse 25. Look, Husbands, comma. Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Notice it said husbands, comma. That's a particular delineation. He's talking to a particular group of people. Dudes. Husbands. Mm Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wives. Now, love doesn't sound like toxicity to me. That ain't toxic. Love never fails. Loves gives. Love does not take account of its own. Love. Is what husbands are commanded to do to their wives. It didn't say when she's acting great and lovely, when she's smiling, when she is great, when she's treating you like a king. It didn't put that condition on it. It said however she's acting, this is how you're supposed to act toward her. Again, when we first came to the scene, we got put in the garden, the dressing, and keep it. So we've been working since we've been on the scene, man, doing something. This is some of the other stuff that we have to do as well. That ain't toxic in my book. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Again, some more dressing and keeping. What we are, we cultivate stuff is what we do. That's what we're supposed to do. Now, not everybody does it. Some guys are toxic, but they're not toxic because they're males. They're toxic because they are jerks who have character flaws. That's on that individual, not dudes all told, is the point I'm trying to make. Let me keep reading. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Check this out. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. That ain't toxic. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Okay. So the mandate that's given to men, masculine fellows, is a loving, cultivating, protecting, making sure that everything is all right situation. Now, if guys are deviating from that, they're deviating from the plan. Okay, and they can be called out individually. You can't make a blanket statement that all men walk in that particular vein because we all don't. Last verse, verse 29, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. So we are cherishers, nourishers. That's who we are as masculine men. That's masculinity. You know, having muscles and all that kind of stuff going to the gym, being strong, that's part of it, too, because we are, you know, structurally and muscularly typically stronger than than, than women. That's only part of it. There are other things that we bring to the table as well. So we need to expand this definition of what masculinity looks like. And as far as I'm concerned, ain't nothing that I said today, toxic. Next, and I'll wrap up with this. We talk about energy. We got foundation. From scripture of how man was created, who he was, and what he had to do, responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. Number two, we had identity, what a man brings to family, those within his sphere of influence from a familial point of view and perspective and practice. And then finally, we would just have just a regular conversation about male energy, unique male energy. I remember back when I was getting my degree from uh, UWM, shout out UWM and the Panthers, a uh, communication major, there was a, um, a, 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 a professor there, and we were having a conversation. I think it was an interpersonal communication class. And uh, we were talking about the differences between men and women. We got differences, man. That's not, 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 not a you know, big deal, but there are differences. Like, men, we don't have wombs. Women have wombs Okay You you don't have Womb man Oh, man with a womb Woman That's just That's just one Of many differences And you know She was coming from The perspective of No You know They're not If you don't have You know Different studies And things like that To scientifically prove some Man we ain't gotta go Into all of that We can just do the eye test The eye test I don't need to have Science If I touch A skillet That's been on I didn't know it was on And it's hot and I burn my hand. I don't have to have that scientifically proven. I felt that that was hot. Let's just keep it real. So there was a guy, I think his name was John Gray. He wrote a book called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And I had heard a lot about the book at the time of this class, but I hadn't read it yet. But it was one of our required readings for this particular class. And as I was reading it, the point that the professor was trying to make was, well, there's this book, popular book out. It's a New York Times bestseller. and da da But my position is that it's not based on science because he didn't do a whole lot of scientific study. He did a couple of surveys. He grabbed, I don't know, a thousand men, a thousand women or whatever and asked them different questions. And from the responses that he received, he got feedback that had distinctions that males had than females. Hence the name men are from Mars, one planet, women are from Venus, a totally different planet. And as I was reading the book, I'm like, this dude is reading my mail. Talked about men needing a man cave and needing to kind of get away, just away by themselves, times of solitude, just to kind of, you know, decompress. And compartmentalize different. We need that. Women tipping again. There's exceptions to every rule, so don't. well I know somebody that doesn't fit that bill. Shut up again. I know it's exceptions. We're talking about the rule here. Can you follow instructions? And let's roll with just the rule, please. Thank you. So the things he was describing, I identify with. I'm talking about every. I wish I had a copy of the book. I would go. Through him A a lot of the things That he was saying I was like wow man This is He's spot on And you know Being married The stuff he was saying About ladies I saw some of them Characteristics in my wife And so what I'm saying Is that it's okay To be different As a man Than women Masculinity Is part of that difference She can be You know Soft And this is not A pejorative Or uh, put down The women Because they're You know Typically softer Than men Joker This is we're different. When God put Adam to sleep and took the woman out of him, you can think of the man as the rough draft of a term paper. The woman can be the final copy. You know, you had a rough draft. You got errors in there. Maybe some grammatical things you need to kind of clean up. And and, and then you you know get the final copy because you want to you know refine it some. So women might even be refined versions of men. Refined typically means a little bit smoother. If nothing else, it's usually a little different than what. It was refining. So in that, like I said, i was not going to try get all deep. I'm just having just a little general conversation that it's okay for you to be masculine. It's okay if you don't want to do dude stuff. It's okay if you want to go hang out with your guys and you guys, you know, slap five and get loud and get rowdy and all that kind of stuff. That's, 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 that's okay. That's okay. Just don't let it spill over into toxicity. Toxicity is you forcing people to do stuff against their will. You being physically violent with people and all this kind of stuff. That's toxicity. That's a different thing. That's a character trait, okay? That's not a gender identity situation. And we shouldn't be painted with that kind of a broad brush. So as I close, again, masculinity without toxicity. Masculinity and toxicity are not synonymous. They're two different things. Now, you can have some masculinity that is toxic, but it's not that because it's male. It's because you got an individual that has pushed the envelope too far, So deal with that individual, not the entirety of the male species is the point I'm trying to make. And as we discussed today, you have the foundation. Man created first as the foundation of humanity. Number two, identity. When men come into the scene and we build families, the name of the man usually is what covers the family, the wife, kids, etc so there is responsibility that men have and it's not toxic and we are to nourish and cherish you know the wives and be protectors and we bring stuff to the table just like we did in the garden before women came on the scene before wives was in the mix we've been doing that dressing and keeping stuff that's what we do as males as masculine fellas and then finally we have energy. We bring a different kind of vibe to the table. Shout out to John Gray with uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. It's a really excellent, excellent book that just gives you a snapshot of, hey, you want to know the differences, differences between men and women? Typically this. And it, it lays it out expertly and it was based on conversations that he had with men. He said, man, man what you like? The dudes told him. They asked the women, what y'all like? And the women told him. And these are the results of it. There are some differences between us. We do have similarities, but we have some differences and we ought not feel penalized because we are different than women. We are. So with that, I'm going to wrap up and I might revisit this topic again in the future, but I just wanted to kind of just share that with you because all this toxic masculinity and this man, hush, deal with the individual that's been a jerk. That's a jerk. That ain't all males, so quit acting like it is just because a guy's male and he's masculine and he's toxic. That's a lie, and we want to correct that and stop spreading it. Thank you for listening today. As we wrap this up, I appreciate your listenership and your viewership. Remember to also like and share and subscribe to the Communication Guru podcast. Also be on the lookout for the Morning Inspiration vlog, which which are inspirational words of encouragement and insights. They can be found on Facebook. Instagram and LinkedIn. And finally, if you have a communication issue that you need, you know, some assistance with or want to explore a bit more, uh, you can contact me and send me a um, quick paragraph, an overview of what the issue is, and we can maybe schedule a discovery call so that we can you know, talk more about it and see if we are able to work together to remedy that particular situation. Uh, feel free to DM me or direct message me uh, at Tim McMurtry on LinkedIn, or you can DM me at Mr. Tim on Instagram, or you can just give me a shout or shoot me a text at 414-305-7360. So, With that being said, my friends, I will bid you adieu. And remember, until next time, blessing and increase to you. Bam.